Hi everyone, this is International Society of Hypertension Podcast. I'm Associate Professor Francine Marques from Monash University, Australia, and my co-host is Dr. Augusto Montesano from the University of Glasgow, Scotland. So today we will speak to Professor Dus Casarini, who is an Associate Professor and Professor of Medicine and Nephrology at the Federal University of Sao Paulo, Brazil. Dulce uh, research focus on hypertension and the renin angiotensin aldosterone system, where she has published extensively in this field. Dulce has played major roles in many professional societies, such as the Brazilian Society of Hypertension, the Inter-American Society of Hypertension, the Calcium Hypertension, where she is a fellow of the American Heart Association, and our International Society of Hypertension. But what's interesting for us today is that Ducey has mentored and supervised many uh, early career researchers, over a hundred young researchers. So she played a very strong role in shaping our future scientists, not only in Brazil, but worldwide. And with that, we are so excited to have you, uh, Ducey, here with us today and your experience as a mentor uh, is going to be the top one of the topics for our WeChat today. So welcome. Uh, thank you. I am very happy to talk with uh, the in the International Society of Hypertension, um, talking about my experience um, in, as a mentor for many people that I have around of the world working now actually. And uh, I am very happy uh, to, to work with young people. And um, at the moment I have 10 people in my lab and I'm very happy uh, from uh, scientific initiation uh, until postdoc. And uh, thank you so much to, to, to have the opportunity to talk about my experience in my career. And Dulce, just to get things uh, started, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your story and how did you get involved with research and hypertension? Okay. Um, in the 80s, um, I participated in a phase three or four, I don't remember, of a clinical study um, uh, about the Capitopril. Uh, in our division in Brazil, nephrology, nephrology division, when testing the activity uh, of the angiotensin convert enzyme to prove the inhibition uh, in the serum and the uh, uh, urine of the volunteers, I found that the urine maintained the residual activity. And um, when we purified this urine, I detected three forms, three isoforms of the ACE with masses of 199-65 kilodaltons. Uh, in the study with the subjects uh, with my mild hypertension and some with only 90-65 kilodaltons with more severe uh, hypertension. After uh, this, uh, we decided to look to the four individuals with no history of hypertension and normal pensives. And that uh, in these uh, people, we detect a profile with 190 to 65. Uh, this study results in a patent. 
uh, we have a kit that is going to the market perhaps next year. Uh, from then, I became interested in continuing research and develop my line of research on hypertension and later uh, on obesity and the diabetes. Uh, regarding the, the, the International Society of Hypertension, uh, my involvement started uh, when I went to the meetings and presented my, my, my work. And uh, in this case, I could uh, receive criticism from the scientific community about my studies and the work and after that, I grew up in hypertension. And Dulce, sitting in uh, committees is really important to advance uh, career progression, but it can also be very time consuming. You have participated in many uh, professional societies. Uh, we currently sit together in the uh, Gordon Research Conference on angiotensin. Um, and, um, and it does take a lot of time. I was wondering if you can help uh, us understand how you see uh, that that contribution has helped you to advance your career. Um, I think that's very important to, to, uh, to be uh, one person that can participate of committees. And it's very important for the career. Uh, here in Brazil, I was um, in the beginning, a member of the Scientific Council uh, of the Brazilian Society of Hypertension. After I, I, I was twice um, uh, sec uh, first uh, treasurer of the Brazilian Society of Hi Hypertension. And abroad, uh, I participated uh, in many committees in the uh, American Society of Physiology and also in the in the uh, Council of Hypertension. And now uh, I am uh, in the scientific boarding of Gordon Conference. The experience in Brazil uh, opened an, an opportunity for participation abroad, uh, but the participation, I believe, in international conference gave greater visibility to our research and the opportunity to participate in the committees. And uh, also, uh, I organized five editions in Brazil of the International Symposium in the Renina Jotensi system. And this, with the invitation of many uh, inter international researchers, opened many opportunities for me to be in the different societies and work with different societies abroad. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree that um, similarly to Brazil, uh, us in Australia can feel quite isolated and having those uh, international opportunities to participate in committees is really helpful to advance our careers and uh, network. I believe that is very important. Uh, when we do a, a good work in, in our country and invite people and do exchange with the people, we can... Uh, open many doors uh, in the other countries and in different societies. Yeah, yeah exactly. World. Yeah, and it's all about connections. This is, that's very important. Do see. So now let's get to know you a little bit more as a mentor and uh, something that I'm excited uh, about. So if you think about mentorship and you, if you can define mentorship, your mentorship experience in one word, 
which word would you use? I cannot do it in one word, but um, I can I can say that mentor is a strategy, generate learning and the action to reach the final goal that is the career. It's my definition. <laughs> no, and I, I, I love it because nobody used the strategy before. And that's something that I keep telling people like, uh, because I had to say, I love playing board games and they sound like, you know, your career is like a board game. Like you have to have your strategy down and you need to follow it for you to get where you are. Perfect. Like, I, I loved it. Like, Yes, it's strategy. You can organize your, <laughs> your form yeah. of yeah. mentoring. <laughs> and Dulce, do you think mentoring is important? Oh, yes. Yes. It's very important uh, for me. Mentor is a process that focuses on help graduate students um, uh, to take a direction in their life, and is a good help to find their way. It is common for young scientists uh, at the beginning of their careers to feel a little lost, and uh, it is at that time that we have the guidance of some experience can make it all difference to, to give a, a, a orientation for the people to grow up in the career. And uh, Dulce, when in your career did you realize that you needed a mentor? Uh, look, uh, when I did my PG, uh, I realized that not only my mentor that works directly with me, uh, good, uh, was good to give me a direction in my career. And uh, besides my mentor, I have other people that helped me during my formation. And uh, after my, my, my PG, I had the support of a special person, Dr. Nestor Shaw, uh, a scientist with a unique sensitivity and a vision of global science. In France, uh, I had the support of Dr. Francois Lenk-Gelat and Pierre Corval in my two postdocs. postdocs uh, and I can uh, do a question. Who hasn't needed to advise and help make decisions regarding a promotion, change of the field, or career uh, transition? For me, a career mentor uh, with the above uh, profile that uh, I, I said, as uh, François Lechelat, Pierre Corval, and Mr. Shaw, uh, I believe that this profile have helped me about. Uh, my difficult moments of decision, what to do in my career. And I believe that we need uh, to, to have people that, that can support us. Yeah, no, I think that's really important. Yeah. And uh, what is your mentoring style? And uh, can you give us any examples of how you have uh, helped your mentees? First, uh, the people uh, joke with me that I am a mother. 
<laughs> a big mother. But I try to help my masters and PDs with advice and insights obtained through their own experience in the area. I try to provide good information on how to overcome the problems and the skills that they still need to develop to have uh, the desired success. I try to offer moral encouragement and support, um, support for networking with institutions and the scientific structures that facilitate growth and collaboration with established professionals in their careers. And this is my kind uh, of to be mother of my PGs and masters <laughs> people. I, I witnessed that. I remember in one of the conferences that I saw you and your team and you could tell based on the interaction that that's uh, you really take care of them, that it's not just the, the supervisor role, but you um, you can tell like the care uh, and uh, the friendship that you have with them. And that's really beautiful. Yes, because it's very important. We, you need to have peace in the lab. And yeah. uh, the peace uh, is uh, a result of exchange in, uh, with the people uh, of experience and love and uh, patience and uh, something that uh, uh, the life is good and better in the lab. <laughs> and and Dulce, when you think about the mentee side, what do you think, like what traits or characteristics a mentee should have in order to have like a good relationship with their mentor? Um, I think that the they must have a personal growth to propose activities, changes, and carry out tasks aiming at a mature growth in the chosen area, establish a relationship with the, the mentor, a friendship, and other resources that benefit the professional development of the same. And um, for me, it's very important that uh, the, 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 the PG or master can give and propose new things and grows up with uh, their uh, activities that uh, they can propose and support the others beside also the colleagues. It's very important. Um, Dulce, do you have any advice on how to identify a good training environment? Uh, yes, for me, a good environment has to have someone who helps people, making the growth journey uh, less heavy, easing the changes, success and mistakes, and guide uh, the career. Uh, I believe that uh, those at uh, those trained are more satisfied and committed to their careers and progressing in it. I believe that is the best way. You need to help the people, uh, especially with the big changes and uh, also about the success, but about the mistakes. It's very important. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I really think that. Uh, we need to have a shift in the focus um, of how we manage our teams and really focus on uh, helping people 
because uh, I think there is a huge shift that we're seeing in the um, new generations that they are not willing to put up with poor supervisors. And if people are not willing to become better supervisors and help their team and really invest time into the team members, people are not going to stay. So I think that's a really good advice. Yes, yes. And we need to help because sometimes the people beginning lost during the, 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 the process of work. And uh, when we pay attention and can give the attention, heal attention, we can uh, change the, the life of the, 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 the person that is working with us. With us. Yeah. And, and Dulce, um, starting a mentorship relationship or getting to know your mentor or even talking to someone in a conference where a mentorship relationship may start, it can be very intimidating. So trainees may be shy or maybe like, oh my God, I need to talk to the person. Like, I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to do anything stupid or something. So for you, like, do you have any advice or how do you overcome that feeling of uh, intimidation? Oh, uh, I have a... Uh, experience when I um, think to do the postdoc with Francois Lecherat and Pierre Corval. You can imagine to do something with both. And both are uh, important and ajuda sim convert enzyme. And uh, I overcame the fear, imagine that this uh, person was a friend uh, that I had met for a long time and uh, I dressed myself in a formal but friendly way, opening a, a dialogue based on his publications, demonstrating the knowledge on the subject. And uh, in this way, with a friendly conversation in a meeting, um, I could at that time uh, say, please, can I do a postdoc in your lab? <laughs> And uh, rapidly, I, I, I received, uh, okay, <laughs> you, can, you can do. And it uh, was a, a big experience. Uh, I imagined no né, as an answer, and I received yes. And was, at that moment, it's like, uh, I can know, I can like an explosion in my heart. <laughs> and uh, finally, in, nine, in uh, 1994, I went to do my, my, my postdoc with <laughs> But this is correct, right? Like if you don't ask uh, or you don't show interest, like the person don't know you, right? So you need to get the courage to go and introduce yourself, talk about things that you love, and then... Just ask. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. At that time, uh, uh, I did it in the Gordon Conference. And it was uh, a big experience to talk with somebody important, both are very important at that time, are now, <laughs> because the Dr. Pierre Corral, I believe, at the moment, is a, a president of the Science Academy in France. And it was a, a, big, a big opportunity to talk with both. And when really I received the okay, it was very good. 
Amazing. Yeah. Now I love, I love that's a very good example of having courage to do something. And uh, yeah, it's amazing outcome. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. And uh, Dulce, the next part of the interview, we like to ask you a few questions about diversity and inclusion, because we see the great value of um, this for um, our society and the future of our society. Um, what do you think is the biggest barrier around diversity and inclusion? And how do you think we can change that in hypertension research? Yes, it's uh, a big, a big thing. Uh, the first uh, concerns people in security in face of what they do not yet know. Uh, I believe that we are afraid uh, of everything that's new. And our reaction is one of the flight, flight and fear when we start a journey towards diversity and inclusion in the scientific environment. One of the ways to break down the barriers and start the transition to more inclusive environment is bring different people together and connect. Uh, to promote meetings where we can share histories of people who are protagonists of this diversity. Um, for example, here in Brazil, uh, uh, we are a big example of diversity and uh, our society of hypertension brings everybody together. This is very important. Uh, and we can only process knowledge uh, when we connect different ideas, realities of, of uh, realities or people, and this applies to hypertensive research. Uh, Combine different cultures in hypertensive research, for example, uh, provides unique experiences that add value and exchange of learning, having access to different points of the view, and hearing different opinions helps us to amplify the creativity. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And Dulce, do you have any advice for women in hypertension research? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's very difficult. <laughs> a lot of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, despite still being a field occupied uh, mostly by men, the female present has always been important for scientific development. And despite the triple shift uh, housework, studies, employment, uh, which creates obstacles uh, for women to be more dedicated to their careers, the current numbers uh, show that women uh, are the majority uh, in the leadership of research groups and the projects promote, for example, here in Brazil. Uh, however, they move up the career lady, resulting their under-representation at the highest and the most prestigious occupation levels. The increase in female, for example, researchers in Brazil, groups, is the result of the presence of more female students in undergraduate and graduate programs. And, um, Recently, another indication, uh, as an example here in Brazil, uh, which adds the, to the growth in the participation of women in administrative positions in research, 
in the, the institutions in our country is the recent election of uh, Professor Helena Nader from our university, Federal University of Sao Paulo, uh, to the Brazilian Academy of Science, being, look, the first woman elected in 106 years of the existence of the Academy. Wow. This is a, a big reflex of the women in the science. After 106 years, <laughs> Professor Helena Nardi was elected as a president in the Brazilian uh, Society, uh, Brazilian Academy of Science. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. And, and that's like scary, right? Well, it's alarming because I'm pretty sure in this 100 years or more than 100 years, there were amazing women scientists oh, that yes. would serve and have like a huge positive impact in the academy. Like it's, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a victory, I guess, but at the same time is a sour victory, like just seeing that yeah. in 100 years, people were not able to recognize the amazing work that women has done in Brazilian science. Yes, for us it was a big victory <laughs> as a woman because she's a very special researcher here in Brazil. She works a lot with molecular biology and have many, many people formed during her career. I think that is important for us here in Brazil open more opportunity for other women that can uh, in the future be also president again <laughs> in the Academy of Science. <laughs> and uh, do see like as um, we approach our last question, uh, we like to focus a little bit on COVID-19 pandemic, which came and uh, hit like a lot of uh, uh, young researchers and their uh, career development. So do you have any ideas about what us as a community we can do to support our junior researchers uh, to get out of uh, COVID-19 pandemic effects? Um, especially here in Brazil, during the, the pandemic, uh, our junior researchers were supported by groups uh, of established researchers who included them in the research, uh, new researches about COVID, making the associations with uh, the experience of the juniors uh, that grows up the seniors during the pandemic, and uh, just allowing the continuity of their production and uh, that reflects in important publications uh, here, um, we realized that we, uh, I support the two young uh, researchers with my grant to, to continue to produce new uh, informations about the, the, the COVID. And also FAPESP here in Brazil uh, opened a uh, uh, short uh, uh, opportunities uh, to, to do special projects in COVID for young people and mm -hmm. also old people. 
and and it was a big opportunity for young people during the pandemic. That that is amazing. I think like that's something that is key, right? To get the agencies to understand that they need to be creative in their uh, approach and their opportunities to these young people and allow the future of science to be able to flourish as much as they can. Yes, it, it just now, just now, uh, one month ago, FAPESP uh, opened an opportunity for people, young people that recently entered in the university or institution and uh, has uh, five years of uh, PG only, and the opportunity to have a big project for five years and with a, a considerable amount. And uh, the people applied and the, 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 the result will be um, uh, open for us in October. Mm -hmm. And for me, uh, during the, the last two years that everybody supported the young people, it's a big opportunity for the, 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 the young. Uh, this uh, kind of uh, open grant that FAPESP did, for me, is very special, very special. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Very special. You can imagine the, the people can... Um, more or less, he asked about uh, five hundred thousand dollars. It's a good amount. Yeah, that it makes is. a huge it difference. Is. Yeah. Mm. Yes, for young people, it's a, a very good amount to begin and develop the research. Yeah. Yeah. yeah brilliant. Yeah. Dulce, thank you so much. Such a pleasure to be able to talk to you and see you. Um, through the video at least. Uh, yeah, and I hope we can see each other face-to-face uh, -face, uh, soon. Yes, I thank you so much for, for you and Augusto also and the International Society of Hypertension for the opportunity to, to, to talk about my experience and also to, to, to talk about some um, profile of the research in Brazil. <laughs> I think it's very important because we are a country in development and it's important to, to talk about this. Thank you for listening to our interview. If you'd like more tips on mentoring, subscribe to our podcast for more interviews with senior and emerging leaders. Stay safe, open-minded and kind.